It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Well, the Denver Broncos are certainly making some noises. They continue to live in a world of suck, to quote Emmanuel Sanders, as they fell to the Green Bay Packers, officially making them 0-3 winless in this 2019 season. The Jacksonville Jaguars are coming to town on Sunday. Will the Denver Broncos have their first victory, or are they looking at 0-4? What's going on, Broncos country? This is Luke, host of Broncos on the Rocks, presented to you by Mile High Reports. And Broncos country, this is this is bad. This is the the team is in a really bad spot right now, and I don't want to sugarcoat it. I like to think that looking at the tape, I'm able to analyze what I'm seeing, and what I'm seeing is a lot of the same thing, specifically from this Broncos offense. And Rich Gangarello, for me. 
I need an improvement in play calling. That's the bottom line. I don't feel like in any of the three games that the Denver Broncos have played, I've been able to identify an offensive rhythm with him. The offense is able to get drives and they're driving the ball down the field, but sometimes it feels like it's all for nothing. Whether that be a field goal or that goose egg, it feels like at times there's random play selection by Rich Scangarello. And what I mean by that is when I'm looking through the tape and I'm seeing running plays that should be called on passing downs or passing plays that should be called on running downs, situational football, things that make a little bit more sense. I've been banging the drum for Royce Freeman to get more carries. Now, when you look at the Broncos running game last week, not bad. Not bad at all. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman both marched into Green Bay in a sloppy turf, sloppy weather, with a very heavily criticized offensive line, and they found some success. Now, Philip Lindsay had 21 carries for 81 yards, of course, the two touchdowns, and Royce Freeman is right there with him with 15 carries and a total of 63 yards. And when I look at Royce Freeman, he's averaging that 4.2 yards per carry. He's still underperforming because he is not being utilized the way he should. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again until we see it. Give Royce Freeman 20 carries, and I'm almost willing to promise you, Broncos country, I'm willing to promise, and I'm going on record right now, 20 carries for Royce Freeman. That's a 100-yard game in one rusher. That's regardless of whatever Philip Lindsay's doing. And I liked the way they utilized Phil. I still get a little nervous when I see him running between the tackles because I just don't see the need for it. But I would like to think that Rich Gangarello can get a little bit more in a rhythm with this offense and his play calling. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, there was a huge bogus holding call on him that ended up taking back a Royce Freeman touchdown. And one of the biggest things I noticed about that was Royce Freeman. And he just seemed to know when he was going to get subbed. There were other plays where he got close and you could see him slamming his fist on the ground. He's frustrated. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why is he frustrated? He knows he's coming out and that Philip Lindsay's coming in. And that's not the way to operate this Shanahan offense. You need a featured running back, not running back by committee, a featured running back in Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, he's your playmaker. He is your playmaker. That's why he went to the Pro Bowl. He's I get it. He's he works like a dog. No one's taken that away from him. Humble beginnings, all of that stuff. But that was last year. I need Philip Lindsay to last with this Denver Broncos team. His second year in. I don't need him running between the tackles. That's why you have Royce Freeman. That's why he's your banger. Give Royce Freeman the ball, and I promise you. He will take off. It's a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. One thing I'm going to give him Rich Gangarello some some credit for, some street cred. Rich Gangarello had a had a power eye formation on one play. And he actually had Royce Freeman in as the fullback and Phil Lindsay in as the tight end. Now, say what you want. I know Andy Janovich is hurt and they've got multiple tight ends that can motion over as the fullback, H-back, what have you. But 
I like the idea of having both players on the same play. Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. What happens when you motion Royce Freeman out? The guy can still run routes, folks. He could still run routes. What happens if you have Philip Lindsay in a flex and Royce Freeman right behind? Then you're opening up the perimeter a little bit more for Philip Lindsay. You're softening that middle for Royce Freeman. I think there are a lot of potential combinations that Rich Gangarello needs to start playing with, especially with these running backs, because I'm not seeing it with the quarterback, Joe Flacco. I'm not seeing it one way or another. I'm not seeing a god-awful quarterback, and I'm not seeing a quarterback that is a leader of this team. Joe Flacco, I mean, 20 for 20, or excuse me, 20 completions for 29 attempts, 213 yards and a pick. He also had the fumble. I mean, those are Joe Flacco stats. And the most infuriating thing to me about this season is we're hearing the same thing from UC Health Training Center. Well, this is kind of like the previous game, and we just need to one or two more plays away. Well, yeah, I get that, but you're 0-3, so... You're correct in saying there is similarities because that similarity is you're losing and things aren't working. I'm not seeing any inspired leadership. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show. I'm not seeing any inspired leadership other than your rookie, Dalton Reisner, who got a rushing touchdown. That's a rushing touchdown in my book for an offensive guard, Dalton Reisner, Colorado zone, Wiggins, Colorado, Colorado zone. And he's tweeting out there. It's just like throwing pigs around on the farm. I love it. Absolutely love it. It made Sports Center top 10. I'm happy to see it. But when we t- start talking Joe Flacco, and you look ahead to the Jaguars, let's limit some of those attempts. I would like Joe Flacco to have right around 25 attempts per game. So that's about four or five less than what he currently had at 29 and 30. And he definitely had a, a lot more a couple of weeks ago. But let's limit his his throwing. He does not. The Broncos don't need to be throwing the ball so much unless you're playing from behind. And we're going to get into the defense here in a little bit. But Joe Flacco, I'm just not seeing inspired football from anyone on the offense other than Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders, and Dalton Reisner. I mean, Cortland Sutton, the guy went off. He had one of his best games. Um, you look at Cortland Sutton, and he just seems to be emerging he had a really really slow training camp but all of a sudden in green in green bay you get five catches for 87 yards dude you're arriving that's great that's Cortland sutton i like it Emmanuel sanders you didn't get him involved very much i think two receptions so it is what it is there um open the show with you know Emmanuel sanders saying it they're living in a world of suck And that's been the echoed mentality from Vic Fangio. And it's just, I think Broncos country, they're starting to feel it. They're starting to feel it. Now, when you look at some news this week as to how the Broncos are are looking at attacking the Jaguars, the first thing I want to talk about is they did activate wide receiver Fred Brown, which means they waived River Craycraft. And I don't know if they're just trying to rotate more guys in, try to figure out more dynamic ways to start utilizing your receiver corpse, but Deshaun Hamilton um, need to see something because right now it seems like the Broncos only have two receivers. Jawan Winfrey, 
I don't know. Now's your chance. If you want to be a number three, now's your chance because we need more playmakers on this team. Now, looking at the Broncos offense, it's about where you would expect it for for three major categories. Um, Points at 15.3, that puts them 30th in the league. Yards at 342, 20th. So you're still struggling. Passing yards, 230. So that puts you at 23rd in the league. But look at your running yards and your ranking among the NFL. 111.3. That puts you at 14th best in the league. So Rich Gangarello, run the ball more. It's really simple. Run the ball more. You have got to run the ball It camouflages some of your weaknesses. It helps gain some morale, especially for that offensive line moving forward. These guys need to gain momentum, and you do it with a rushing attack. You do it with a Joe Flacco who can manage a game and doesn't need to be the savior. He doesn't need to be the hero. It's not in his personality. It's nothing that he's ever really done, if I'm going to be honest. And you just look at this Broncos team, and for me, it's do or die. This Sunday. It really is. The season, this is the Super Bowl, the playoffs, whatever you want to call it, your first win. Let's start there, maybe. But in the last 40 years, 176 teams have started 0 3. 176 teams the last 40 years. Six of those teams made the playoffs. So that's Terrible odds, right? Terrible odds if you're the Broncos, but crazier things have happened. I'm not going to say the Broncos are a playoff team because they're not. But if you have any hope of salvaging a season, this is it. This is it. Because the Denver Broncos have climbed themselves into a hole. And quite frankly, it starts with your best player in Von Miller. So Broncos country, I know... A lot of folks hesitate to do it, and I think some people are afraid to ask the question, so I'd like to present it. Is Vaughn Miller untouchable? And what I mean by that is, is John Elway and Joe Ellis' perception of Vaughn Miller that he will forever be a Bronco no matter what? And I'm not so sure. Every man has his price in the NFL. And when you're the Super Bowl 50 MVP and a few years later, you're three games into the season without any sacks, zero, zero tackles for losses. I'm starting to question some things. And the first thing I'm wondering, is it effort? Are, are you holding back? Is, is it not there? Is it a, a desire thing? Is it? Um, a physical thing where you just can't give that much effort? Are you injured? Are you hurt? What's going on with Vaughn? I look at a scheme. Is Vaughn Miller being utilized the way he should? And I want to give Vic Fangio a little bit of credit because I saw a couple couple points in the game. Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller lined up on the same side. Now, that presents a lot of complications for offensive linemen because Bradley Chubb, I know he's tall and lean and strong and mean. But the guy can play inside too. And if you've got that inside pass rush, the outside is going to open up. And I like seeing the different combinations. And with that inside, we talked about it a little bit last week, the interior defensive line, they're losing a battle right now. And it doesn't help that their 
defensive line captain, Derek Wolf, is out. Now, Derek Wolf had an MRI. Uh, the outlaw, Josie Jewell, also had an MRI. They're both listed as questionable per Vic Fangio during yesterday's press conference. But I'm looking at guys like Mike Purcell, Shelby Harris, Adam Gotsis, and Draymond Jones even. Heck, this defensive line has got to get after it. They're getting pushed around, and they're not allowing their edge rushers to get there. It's that simple. They've got to win those battles. Malik Jackson and Derek Wolf, they were winning those battles in Super Bowl 50. That allowed Von Miller to have the greatest game of his entire career. That allowed DeMarcus Ware to get off that edge nonstop. He was after Cam Newton that day. That's how you get it done with these pass rushers. And right now, we're not seeing it from that interior defensive line, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating because I think it's there. I don't think it's a lack of talent for the defensive line. I really don't. I like Wolf. I know he's been beat up. I know he's hurt. But he brings a lot, especially with experience, to your run game. But when you start looking at the passing game as they move on without him, Shelby Harris, I know he can get there. I've seen it. Gotsis, this is contract year for you, buddy. Come on now. It's time to show up. Mike Purcell, welcome to Broncos country. It's time to get it going. There is no excuse for this interior defensive line not to get pressure, not to get their hands up. We watched Shelby Harris intercept a football from Ben Roethlisberger ending the Steelers-Broncos game in a Bronco victory last year. We saw that. Why aren't we seeing that this year? We're seeing less batted balls. We're seeing less pressure. And I'm not having it because I don't think there's any excuse. I don't think it's scheme, and I don't think it's personnel for the interior defensive line. It's about want to. It's about whether or not you're going to get there. And I think they can. And with that, I'm expecting Ed Donatel and Vic Fangio to be a little bit more creative in in rushing the passer. Move Vaughn and Chubb around a little bit. Move some of your players around. Todd Davis, he came back from injury. I thought he looked okay. He's got to get in football shape. That's going to take him a couple of weeks to get there. Folks, Todd Davis went down day one of training camp. I was out there, and it was bizarre. It, It was one of the worst things that could have probably happened was that Vic Fangio starting inside linebacker, a position that the Broncos are already thin at, went down with an injury. And for Todd Davis to come back in Green Bay, I thought he was a very serviceable player. I liked the way he played. But he's got to take some time. He's got to take some time to get enough football shape. And before you know it, he will be good to go. But you look at Bradley Chubb, that other half of Von Miller. I mean, those two last year got after it. Best in the league, right? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chubb has only had three hits in three games. And to me, that's unacceptable. Now, when you're looking at it on paper, it doesn't look too bad. Bradley Chubb's leading the the team. Well, he's leading the team because the team is in a really, really bad position right now. They're not playing the way they should be playing. They're not producing tackling, interceptions, fumbles, turnovers, sacks, pressures. They're not producing those things. So just because you have those things doesn't mean that you're there. And it doesn't mean that it's a good thing either. Bradley Chubb, I know you can be better. You have no excuse not to. It's time to get after it. And the Broncos can do that this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know everybody's going crazy for, what is it called, Minshew Mania with Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, their sixth-round rookie pick after their starting quarterback and backup quarterback went down. I know he's got the porn stash and all that crazy stuff, but you know what? This is about football in the Mile High City. And Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb, you guys have a chance to get after a rookie quarterback who hasn't seen pass rushers like you guys yet. You guys can do this. It's a matter of are you going to talk about it or are you going to be about it? It's what my really good friend Cecil Lamming from 104.3 The Fan is always harping. You can talk about it you're going to be about it. After the last three games, Vaughn's come out and said, I take this is on me. I'm not producing. I'm not doing my job. Well, are you going to do your job? Are you going to show up? Because you've been late for work. You've been late three weeks. It's time to show up. Week four. You're a professional athlete. You're one of the best players at your craft in the world. And that's both Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. It's time to get after this young cornerback. The quarterback, excuse me. Now, speaking of corner, and I've got cornerbacks on my mind right now. Bryce Callahan, yesterday it was reported by Mike Kliss. They're looking at four to six more weeks because of that foot injury. And it's absolutely frustrating. It's maddening. The Broncos need this young player right now. And um, Vic Vangio explained yesterday in his press conference that this stems from complications. We're not quite sure when whether that be from last year in Chicago or this year in Denver. But Bryce Callahan, he's been missing. He hasn't really even showed up. So that's very frustrating for the Denver Broncos, and that's a huge, huge loss, especially as they prepare to attack a young quarterback. Now, speaking of attacking quarterbacks, how can you not go without mentioning Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Shaquille Barrett? That's a familiar name, right, Broncos country? Shaq Barrett? I think that guy went up the road, CSU, Fort Collins. He went to school there, something like that, right? Super Bowl 50 champion, right? Jack Barrett. Okay, cool. I just wanted to check and make sure that was the same guy because right now, Shaq Barrett, the guy is out of control. Shaq Barrett's logging eight sacks in three games. And that's just, that's incredible. As Jim Rome would say, incredible. But the guy, you see those type of results, and then you see the lack of sacks, the lack of 
productivity or turnovers from the Denver Broncos. And you can't help but wonder, why is Shaq Barrett not here? It's real simple, folks. Because Bradley Chubb is. It's not the money. The Broncos wanted to keep Shaq Barrett. They really did. But Shaq Barrett felt that he would be able to get significant playing time as a starter with the Denver Broncos. And he's getting that right now. And the Denver Broncos, well, they're winless and looking for their first sack or turnover. So it's a little frustrating when you start looking at Shaq Barrett and other Broncos that are having success. It seems like he's the only one right now. But they got to figure it out. This defense has got to come together, and they've got to they've got to trust the scheme a little bit more. Kareem Jackson, uh, he seemed like he was having some difficulty. Vic Fangio talked about it a little bit yesterday. He seemed to be having some trouble playing in the slot. One of the biggest reasons he's having some trouble, he doesn't have experience playing in the slot. This is a safety that you've dropped into the slot position to corner slot wide receivers. And that's a very difficult task. He didn't get any reps at that in training camp, strictly at the safety position. But wasn't that the hype about Kareem Jackson coming into Broncos country? Coming to the Denver Broncos, his versatility? Well, let's see it. I thought you could play cornerback. I thought that was part of the the package. Let's see it. Because Kareem Jackson, although he's had a solid start, he had a really bad game in Green Bay. And I know we could see more out of him. We could see more out of Vaughn, Chubb, this entire defense. They've got to get after it. And they can. That's the good news, Broncos country. They can. There is silver linings in terms of potential. You do have some of the best players in the world at their position in Vaughn and Bradley Chubb. We just need them to go. We need them to we need them to show up. That's it. If we can figure that out, I think that gives your team a little bit of momentum. It gives them a little bit of positivity and that starts to carry through and that can become contagious. Now one of the biggest things I'm not looking forward to against the Jacksonville Jaguars There's another hometown Colorado kid that's returning, Calais Campbell. And the guy is nasty. He ruins offenses from an interior offensive lineman to a tackle, left tackle or right tackle. He will beat you. He will beat double teams. He's good in the run blocking game. He's good at getting through pass pros. Calais Campbell is an absolute animal. And... It's going to be tough to watch this Broncos offensive line go up against him. You look at other guys like Marcel Darius that he's playing with and Yannick Nwakye. <laughs> Terrible with that last name. Um, but Miles Jack is also playing in there, that linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, I just feel terrible that I butchered that that all-pro defensive end's last name, um, Nwakye. I think it is. I'm terrible. I got to learn that. So forgive me with that one. But the Jaguars have some weapons on defense, folks. They've got some weapons on offense, too. And one of the biggest things that I'm kind of questioning right now is this Gardner Minshew. Where did he come from? Now, I'm not saying he's taking the league by storm in terms of his play. But I'm looking at the scouting department a little bit. I'm kind of wondering, okay, if Drew's ready, I mean, Drew should be 10 out of 10 times a better quarterback 
than Gardner Minshew. So ultimately, um, when we look at this game, this is it for the Broncos. This has got to be a season-defining game. And what I mean by that is this is either going to keep you in the game or you're going to be tanking. And that's this, that's a disgusting thought. But this is it on whether or not the Broncos need to rebuild or on whether or not they can scramble the pieces together and make a run. Now, it was first reported by Nikki Javala from The Athletic. Uh, a pretty interesting stat. Now, the Broncos currently have a 39% winning percentage post-Super Bowl 50. That makes them the worst team in the league following a Super Bowl victory and parade. Now, I know that the argument's going to be made that you had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Peyton Manning retire. Absolutely. And that has been one of the biggest problems since. We're having that quarterback hangover. We don't have that that leader that commands the defense. A quarterback should command the entire team. And I guarantee you that Joe Flacco means nothing to that defense right now over there. Absolutely nothing. He's a new guy. He said it himself. So when you look at this team, they've won 20 football games since Super Bowl 50. That's it. 20. And that's just not good enough. Nikki was also quick to point out another stat. You know, post-John Elway era, the Broncos went 28-23 and 23, as opposed to the post-Manning L. The post Manning era where the Broncos went 20 and 31. So, a little bit similar in terms of, you know, the win loss record. And the loss record is definitely a lot heavier now than it has been. But this is it if you're the Broncos. You've got to make it happen. It's that simple. You're looking for your first win against your home crowd. At your home crowd, excuse me. And Garrett Bowles. I, I just hope for Garrett Bowles' sake that he does not get called for a holding penalty because that crowd will erupt. That's the bottom line. When an offensive lineman is getting booed two weeks ago, I've never seen anything like it, for four holding penalties. Should have been five, could have been six, could have been seven, could have been ten. I know that he is going to be a little bit nervous before running out on that tunnel. The fans of Broncos country are very well educated. And they are the best at either making your team believe or letting your team know that they're not happy. And the Broncos, they got to give a reason for Broncos country to believe right now. They need to show a little bit of that mile high magic. They need to show some fight. They need to show some grit. And they need to get this rebuilding process starting now. That's right. I called it a rebuild. Not a retool, a rebuild. A rebuild that's happening right now. That doesn't mean you need to tank. That doesn't mean you can't win games. You can win games. But you are in charge of your destiny. And that's what the Broncos have to figure out moving forward. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on this week's episode of Broncos on the Rocks. Presented to you by Mile High Report. Please go ahead and check us out on Spotify and iTunes. This is Luke from Mile High Reports and always believe in that Mile High Magic.